0: You're listening to the Refined Hippie Podcast. I am your host, Rebecca Henson. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you are new around here, I am super stoked that you have found me. And if you're a seasoned Refined Hippie Podcast listener, welcome back. Your support, of course, means the world to me. And I am super excited about today's episode. I have been wanting to interview this guest and have her come on since I started the podcast because she and I have a lot of similarities and we also talk on the phone pretty often and really have great conversations. So today's guest is one of my closest and dearest friends, Lucy Hermiston, also known when I met her as Lucy Lesniak. But she has since gotten married in the last year to a really, really awesome guy, TJ, Uh, Also known by his musician name Terrence Jack. So definitely check out his music on Spotify or uh, other music platforms. But Lucy and I go way back to when we were just young little whippersnappers in our early 20s and I had just graduated college. She was in her last year of college. We worked together here in Charleston, South Carolina, but... She moved away a couple years after um, to New York City. Then she went on to Bangkok, Thailand, then later to Vancouver, Canada, and is now in Los Angeles, California. So she's lived all of these really cool places and has really awesome experiences and stories. But through all of her travels and living on the other side of the world, she and I remained in contact. We remained really good friends. She and I have a lot in common. We're both passionate about holistic health, nutrition, the environment, animals, and we've also both had our own health journeys. She and I have a serious similarity in that we both had digestive disorders as adults, but then her health struggles go back even further to when she was a tiny little kid And had all kinds of health issues. So we chat about all of this. We talk about her having eczema, sinus problems, juvenile arthritis, all before the age of, you know, 15 or 16. And we get into the... Impact that food has on the body because she definitely had some profound experiences with this at a young age when medical procedures and drugs just were not doing it. So, we also get into her experience with eating animals and being a really, really small kid deciding that she didn't want to eat animals anymore and how that has changed her life. So, not only do we get into this idea of food and healing. And the influence that food nutrition has on our bodies, but we also get into the energy difference between different foods. We talk about the storage methods of foods and how that impacts our, our bodies and the nutrition level of those foods. We talk about conscious living, recycling, social media, and just you know, conscious living in general and how everything that we do, not just what we eat but what we are consuming through our eyes and ears has an impact on our life and our well-being and our health and our mental state and all of these things so it's a great conversation of course I absolutely adore her so I could talk to her all day which I think we had to cut it off at some point because we probably could have so without further ado here is my interview with the lovely Lucy Hermiston.
1: Hey, Lulu. Hey. How are (laughs) you?
0: I call you Lulu for anybody else. Um... Yeah, your name's Lucy, but uh, yeah, we have a lot of pet
1: names. Like, yeah, we do. I call you Backpack. Yeah. <laughs> I am Backpack, and you're Lulu,
0: and <laughs> which goes back ten years. <laughs> yeah, ten years. I know. So I was thinking about that. We are on our ten year anna- friend I know. friend
1: anniversary. No, it's I know. it's a big thing, especially since we were I've little only- baby. I know. Which I don't think we've really changed a whole lot.
0: Well, I like to think that, but then I see. Somewhat of some signs of 10 years of aging. <laughs> oh, gosh. I know.
1: But that's okay. It's all part of the process.
0: I know. I like to just think that it's it's better than the alternative. So we're the that's lucky right. ones. Right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So you used to live in Charleston. That's where we met.
1: I did. Far too long ago now. Gosh, yeah. I left 2011. So, wow. you know. And you've been all over.
0: I mean, you've lived like a lifetime and I've still been in the same place <laughs> and you've been oh my like gosh, but all best over place. the world. No, Charleston's the best. I
1: love it. I was actually just talking to T J, my husband, not too long ago, just saying how perfect Charleston is and how, oh my gosh. Yeah, how much I loved living there and how <sighs> I mean, we talk about Charleston when we were there in college and I know it's changed a whole lot, but just so much the size and just how like charming downtown charleston is and king street and how all the restaurants and shops and everything is all in this one cute place whereas la which is where i am now and i love it but it's definitely it's very spread out there's no kind of charming walkable downtown you know area so i do miss charleston
0: yeah, Charleston definitely has that. And a lot of people will say that Charleston kind of has, especially like the downtown,
1: it kind of has like a
0: European feel because you can't oh, yeah. like walk everywhere. It's so nice.
1: Yeah, I mean, that, that um, which, you know, I grew up in England, which is probably a giveaway of my accent. But, <laughs> <laughs> but having those like cute small towns which are hundreds of years old, which were built at a time where people walked everywhere or mm-hmm. took courses everywhere, you know, the U.S. has been built with with mm-hmm. cars and like all these different mm-hmm. transportation systems influencing a lot of these major cities. So mm-hmm. you really, you don't often, at least in my experience here. No, don't, you don't. Don't often find that really cute, charming yeah. feel that Charleston has, which I guess yeah. is probably, if I'm not mistaken, I think Charleston's one of the oldest cities yeah. and it uh, wasn't it like saint augustine's one of the first, saint one of the first yeah. charleston's like right Yeah, after 1670
0: so. was founded so yeah. i mean fun facts yeah <laughs> but we hate it here don't come here i'm just kidding i know <laughs> there's so many yeah. people here oh my gosh i mean yeah i mean even you were here from our wedding four years ago mm-hmm. and that's like even night and day you know, yeah, like and you that's really, the last time I was no there. Idea. I know, and you've got to come back. And TJ's never been
1: here. Like that's Next ridiculous. Yeah, we're gonna do I that know. trip.
0: I know. Yeah, we're
1: gonna. I'm trying to convince Rebecca and her husband to come with <laughs> TJ and I to. Um, we're gonna come to Charleston, go up to Nashville, then Austin, and then back to LA. So hopefully yes. you can. Oh my gosh, join us. We're definitely gonna do that. That would yeah. be so fun.
0: I mean, it's always fun to to travel with others. So yeah. Well we're totally gonna do that. So yeah, ten years of friendship. Super yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, but I was thinking about like I know some of your um like story as far as like your I mean, you and I both have have had our share of health issues as adults. Um yeah. but you also had some as a kid too.
1: Yeah. Um I've had gosh, lots of um ups and downs and I guess opportunities to learn more about the body and I think in particular um the influence of nutrition on the Mm -hmm. body um you know and it's really been since day one I mean as a kid as soon as I stopped my mom stopped breastfeeding me I ended up with um really bad eczema like all over my body um and just Mm -hmm. sensitivities to all kinds of um, lotions potions our clothes and bed sheets and everything couldn't be washed in laundry detergent because that would make my eczema go insane and Mm -hmm. I'm probably pronouncing that weird I don't know how it (laughs) it, I know it's different in the states and I always forget it's almost like an extra syllable eczema eczema something like that
0: I think they say eczema but there might be several
1: ways yeah I don't know but anyway that's (laughs) what it was (laughs) um it's very painful I mean can you remember that as a kid well I still have it I have it now um it comes back so I'm currently a little bit stressed my job's like you know it's a lot and um yeah and it's I get flare-ups with the eczema. well and we'll get to this later but I I also have Crohn's disease and when I'm having a Crohn's flare-up and stress um I I often get like an eczema flare-up in my scalp and on my eyelids so Mm. I went years and years without it though but yeah I mean I had it really badly as a child and then shortly after I got um asthma and that was pretty bad um and then my parents were just you know it was there was the obvious connection of okay she she was breastfed she was fine she stopped being breastfed and she wasn't fine I think around that time I'm not too sure of the timeline I should actually ask my mom but um somewhere early on in life when you have that first round of vaccinations I had the um MMR the measles mumps and rubella and had this really insane reaction I went into this um like uh the seizure, I was having like <gasps> febrile convulsions. What? It was really bad. Um, my parents and you know, family thought that it they were preparing for the worst. Like it was what? it was really bad. Yeah. And to be like that young too. That. I know. I'm surprised i have never talked about that. Yeah. It's something – it was so – I mean, I don't have a conscious memory of it. Right, um, right. But, but, yeah, I mean, I know that it was really jarring for my parents, obviously, to have yeah. the firstborn, have this, you know, horrendous um, – Reaction. Experience. I mean, clearly yeah, it was and, a reaction to it, so – And I'm 32. I mean, I think these types of things are in the, like, popular conscious right now. Like, people are aware of um, food allergies and right. – like, I mean, I, I know it's very controversial, but vaccines are very controversial.
0: Yeah, I mean, But, but when the, you've had the experience, that, I mean, I think that that's what's upsetting is like that not everybody is going to have the same reaction. Yeah, so, and it's
1: like a one in gosh million yeah. billion whatever it is. But I was that person. But at the right. time, it just wasn't like that. Like there was no awareness of those types of no, issues oh gosh, or things. No. So, so really, with my parents, like they were they were thinking more of. um you know, with the eczema, like, like the MMR was just put down to kind of a, a weird freak reaction mm-hmm. that was just abnormal. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the whole like eczema thing, like the, the stream of thought was, okay, it's something that's essentially manifesting on the skin. Therefore, it must be something that's touching the skin. Mm-hmm. There was no oh, yeah. thought process right. like, oh, <laughs> it's coming from within. So then <laughs> right. that's why and my, I, w- I was reacting to like laundry detergent and lotions, potions, that kind of thing. Um, but they were trying like different fabrics and all sorts and nothing really seemed to stop it and then anyway over time it was just I was this kid that had eczema and that was just what it was and then I I had developed this um constant chronic um like like inflamed sinuses and and it was everywhere I was just always this kind of gross snotty kid and oh my god Oh my god, like my cousin joked that like my nose sometimes looked like a candlestick with what? like all of the snot. It's so gross. <laughs> oh no. I know. You can imagine me, this little like oh kid no. with eczema and a snotty nose. It was terrible. <laughs> so I had like I was I was diagnosed with chronic tonsillitis at nine years old. So Oh. Doctors did, um, and you know, thank you know God, thank God for doctors because um yeah. they're brilliant in their own way. But but they did what they understood to be the best thing, which there's yeah. a there's a chronic inflammation somewhere, so let's just cut that thing out. So mm-hmm. I had uh, tonsils removed, my adenoids and my nose removed, and then my ears, wow. which also were inflamed constantly, um, had chronic ear infections. I had little right. grommets put in my ears, oh. and um it didn't really help so um the gosh like the exploration into what was going on continued and then we realized pretty shortly after that I had a dairy allergy I
0: wonder how that came about like did somebody did somebody mention it or your parents were just like let's just try this one thing
1: you know I I don't remember there being an an aha moment necessarily but I do remember having something like a milkshake or a sandwich with cheese and I was saying like oh like I've got this horrible lump in my throat like my throat feels really swollen saying just kind of mentioning how um awful I'd felt after this I don't know it was I think it was a milkshake or something like that and then and there were a few, ins- I, I, I do remember there being like a cheese sandwich and a milkshake somehow. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, wow, well, maybe if that's how you feel with those two things, then let's see if we eliminate mm-hmm. dairy and, and see how you go. And immediately, yeah, I mean, it like changed my life. So then wow. at that moment, as a nine, I don't know, 10 year old, whatever whatever it was, but as a kid, yeah. essentially, it was like, wow, like the food has an impact on the body like what you eat Mm -hmm. can change your physical health it can change you know it it, it can make you ill it can make you well and so that was like a huge aha moment which you know what I'd rather not have allergies for sure (laughs) I'd rather be able to eat pizza on occasion for sure but um I do feel lucky to have had that experience early on to to realize nutrition and foods impact on the body. Right. And the dairy thing, I mean, that is something
0: that, uh, you know, there's more kids. I mean, I hear more stories of kids or parents who, you know, have kids that had, you know, the tubes put in their ears and they had like chronic sinus problems. And, you know, no doctor mentioned any of these things. It was more about like, well, like, yeah, let's put tubes in their ears. Let's give them all these antibiotics, which like that's just going to make exacerbate, oh, exacerbate yeah. the problem. And then either they don't find out or maybe they do find out somehow through the grapevine, you know, somebody suggesting, well, maybe you should just cut out dairy for a little while. And it's just like that. Like yeah. immediately the kids feel yeah. better. And it's just, it's unfortunate that that kind of information is not um, known by literally every doctor, <laughs> at least as to, to as a, to offer as a suggestion. Like, let's try this one thing yeah. that doesn't require you know an invasive <laughs> procedure that takes out part of your body
1: God, yeah i mean it, like that would have been life altering for me yeah. i mean honest like like literally i was like the candlestick nosed kid like, <laughs> and my ex i mean my ex i do i mean i bet you were precious though oh, I, mean, yeah. really, <laughs> I don't know how precious a kid can be with a gross nasty nose but
0: well, i think you're just precious like you are so. well thanks sister
1: <laughs> um, but yeah I mean that was you know that was a huge moment in my life and I mean as far as like what I eat now is concerned I I also I went to a school with a lot of um, Indian children and for religious purposes um, they did not eat meat and they were also I mean crazy bright kids and they also were informed enough to be able to read like uh, what is it like a starburst They call it something else in England. I can't remember the name of it now. Gosh, you all have starburst but they have a different name. Yeah, it's called maybe it's star fruit. Anyway, whatever it is, but <laughs> something similar. But they had they had that, and I remember a kid looking for, and I'll never forget this. I think it's well, gosh, I say I'll never forget this, and I probably <laughs> but it's like E four seven one or something like that, oh, and it's essentially yeah. a food coloring that is animal oh. derived. So oh, these goodness. kids are like. Trained, well, not trained, well, like wow. educated, I should say. It sounds better, educated to even look for a certain food coloring in Starbucks. And I was like, "Wow, that's really cool." And um, mm. I remember asking a friend why she didn't eat meat, and she told me, "Well, meat is animals." And I was five or six or around there, and you know, little snatty nose me. <laughs> <that>. <laughs> I, um, I was like but I love animals. Like I love like yeah. bunnies and puppies. Oh. And speaking of puppies, my little nine month puppies running towards me right now. Oh, but um, that's... yeah, like I was like, I love puppies and kittens and, you know, mm-hmm. animals. Like, like, why would I want to eat animals? It, it didn't occur to me as a child that, well, eating cows and pigs and chickens is, is acceptable and normal and eating puppies and kittens and bunnies and like other animals that we think more favorably favorably of is Mm -hmm. is not normal. And I just that distinction wasn't made. And I just thought, you know what, I don't want to eat puppies. Like I'm not gonna do that. And I was as stubborn then as I am now and I went home and told my parents like you did. Oh yeah. I was like, I'm not gonna eat this and they were like okay that's cute and they definitely <laughs> like like appeased my little stubborn self and said okay um, she's not going to eat it and whatever we'll we'll let her try this out and um they thought it would last like a day or a week or whatever and you know my stubborn right. self i don't know like gosh however many years later I never went but well I say I never went back that's a lie when I moved to Charleston I was like god how am I going to be a vegetarian oh, no. in, in this city. like in how this am I going to do it like I'm like this is impossible yeah. all my friends yeah. will go to the and chicken <laughs> 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 I ate there
0: way too much in college oh my, oh, my god. god I know
1: so I um still there I can't believe it's
0: still. it's like oh, wow. it's one of the you know last remaining strongholds original- yeah, yeah.
1: Well, good for them that's good I mean I'm glad yeah, to hear they've been around but
0: but I'm, so I'm pretty sure ask.
1: I broke my vegetarian stint of probably <laughs> gosh it's probably five or six I was probably like 18 at the time yeah. uh broke it chicken chicken and I was like this is <laughs> disgusting it's stringy oh, <laughs> like I was like oh I just can't do it yeah. tried it a few times um and I just couldn't do it so then yeah. Uh yeah, I, uh, you know, I, I love, I did not know
0: that story. And I love this story. Um, I don't know if you're, so I follow like all, you know, all the vegan plant based news that's going on around the world and mm-hmm. whatnot. And there is an advert in England. England is one of the fastest growing vegan community or vegan countries, uh, oh, wow. in the world. Yeah. Uh, England and Germany, um, and Tel Aviv. Or is it Tel Aviv? I think. Yeah, I think so. is I mean, uh like the cat is like has, you know, like 300, you know, v- vegan restaurants or something. Anyways, but mm-hmm. England had there's an advert that came out for Tesco and they have um in England that, that I I've never been to a Tesco. Do you know what a Tesco is? Yeah, yeah. It's okay. I mean, it's like
1: it's, a, it's like a the big like a grocery grocery store. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah.
0: So their advertisement which you should see it is so well done. It is a little girl who's probably 5 or 6 and she goes home and she says, Daddy, I don't want to eat animals anymore. And like the the commercial is about it's him. It's the dad talking. And it's like, I love my little girl and I'll do whatever she, you know, like if she doesn't want to eat this anymore, then, you know, we're not going to eat it or, you know, I'll make her other things. And so then they make this. He makes this delicious like dish that's like a family dish. And he's like, you know, and and I can use the Tesco uh, sausage and it tastes, you know, pretty good and then or just almost as good and she says even better but anyway (laughs) the the uh farming community is flipping their you know what because of this advert and it's so well done and all she says is I don't want to eat animals they don't like that because most people don't think about it when you say like I don't eat meat they don't their their image is just literally that dead that this like piece of flesh they're not seeing it as the living being that it yeah. once was so when the you say that yes, yeah. the disconnection is just like insane you know and I, Derek and I were actually talking about this in the car the other day because you know we're always talking about different theories or different whatever's and we were I was just bringing up the fact that how crazy I think it is as far as like you know being young and being small and like you know the first sounds that you make that you're encouraged to make are our animal sounds like yeah what does the girl say moo what does yeah. the chicken say cluck, cluck, cluck. you know and then and then all of our loving books and our stuffed animals when we're little are these creatures that we like want to hug and we're like so in love mm-hmm. with them but then we're supposed to just suppress that and then eat them
1: you know and then not question it it's just a crazy yeah. it's just a crazy world you know and there's no there's i mean it, that is like the emotional part of it is 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 it's interesting and I do think right. like that disassociation I think if a lot of people saw how their meat was raised mm-hmm. and slaughtered Lived, and whatnot uh, they, they 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 wouldn't be eating it but right. um from a health standpoint there's really it it's it's not I mean it's, it's not like only not necessary like conventionally raised meat it's not and conventionally raised dairy it's it's awful so it's yeah. It's yeah. doing something that people do without awareness, um, but also, it, and it's not, it, you know, it's not healthy. I should say, I mean, I, I was vegan for the longest part of my life. I do now, I mean, my husband, um, TJ, have you know him, mm-hmm. he, um, bless him, he has modified <laughs> his diet so much to accommodate me and what I do and don't eat, um, right. you know, and so- yeah. I do try and meet him, not halfway, like yeah. <laughs> maybe like a tenth yeah. of the way at that. Yeah. So his dad fishes, so they go up to like he's Canadian, they go up to like right. north, you know, northern yeah. BC and cool. get these like wild caught salmon. So I, I will eat that on occasion. It's really more just I mean I don't enjoy it. and If I had it my way, I, I, you know, I wouldn't. Exactly. And I guess I. I get really in my head about it sometimes. Um, but yeah, mm. I will eat some fish from time to time. In your head about and... about what do you mean in your head? Like Oh, I mean just like eating flesh. I mean yeah, that, that I is what it is. And I know and I you know, I've I've had um Egg. and again like generally from eating egg like it's I, I'm really careful about where I get it from and it's always pasteurized and whatnot and that's another compromise and it's I, get, right. I I go off it and like I just can't touch them for right. months and then it's um it's really I mean, to try and appease my sweetheart <laughs> <laughs> I mean the fish
0: thing and being at wild caught I mean it's going to be different, but at the same time, like, yeah, I mean, I sometimes would have salmon every now and then. I mean, when I came and saw y'all in Vancouver, I did, I ate some of that salmon from that little market. Um, But, you know, when I've had it sporadically since then, I just didn't enjoy it like I used to. Yeah. You know, I used to love salmon. Like that was my last, my last thing that yeah, I gave up, which I think yeah. a lot of times fish is like the last thing that people would give up, which I think is because, I mean, the, the ocean and ocean creatures are even more foreign to us, you know? Like, Oh, yeah.
1: And, I mean, you talk about, like, us doing, like, oink, oink, moo, like, yeah. these things but and having, like, you, uh, the, you often don't know, you know. Bubble, bubble, oh, no, bubble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't really see kids, like, cozying up to a little stuffed
0: I know, fish. <laughs> I know. Except for finding Nemo. <laughs> That's true.
1: But also, the, it's funny, I guess, like, we don't associate personality with fish right. as much as we do, like, don't the know, cow. Them, you know though, right? Yeah. Oh, I mean because yeah. I've seen
0: videos of fish, like, um, there was one of this like diver who would go back to the same spot, and this one fish knew that diver. He would come up to him and get rubbed, like get yeah. his little sides rubbed. I mean, that's crazy. you know, yeah. like you don't think of them as, but we just don't know them that well. They do have you yeah. know personalities but you know maybe not in the same way or I yeah. who knows you know we just don't I mean on a,
1: like yeah. I, when I lived in Thailand I got really into diving and Ooh, yeah. um I mean I, I never got to visit the same sites over right. and over to yeah. experience yeah. that but I do remember I mean speaking of Nemo clownfish oh. are the cutest little things like they're in these like beautiful um gosh what are they called again I can never say that word and then anyway oh yeah and then like just gorgeous and then this little family there'll maybe be like four or six of them oh. and the biggest one like you kind of get close-ish and just watch them and like generally the biggest fish is there. kind of they like wiggle towards you wiggle back wiggle towards you like kind of trying to scare you off and they're just <laughs> the most like lovely little things to watch and I think it's probably partly due to finding Nemo having like characterized mm-hmm. them in such a way that right. you you know but, but they are um, precious I think that they would be oh precious fish. that's like, why they
0: picked them to be in the main characters of that movie oh they're, yeah
1: they're so they are the cutest i mean, they're so. clownish i know yeah. they're just yeah. lovely but yeah I, I i anyway i do eat eggs occasionally and fish occasionally right. um with a heavy conscience often but Right. Um, but the yeah. land animals, you would certainly never. I no, I mean, I yeah. gosh, since being yeah. like five or six, I've I've literally tried chicken, like a and chicken. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then just and, and no offense to kicking chicken, just <laughs> no, it's I, know, just, I know, I know, just the chicken. I know. But um, I have not been there since. Yeah, I had the yeah. champ
0: card. Did you have the champ card? Or oh yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> I was so oh god, thinking about that time period, like you know, in college, you just. I mean, I didn't really cook, right? I mean, oh, so I basically no, yeah. ate out every meal. I mean, yeah. disgusting. I was just like setting myself up for, you know, a messed up microbiome that I didn't even oh my know gosh. about. <laughs> I know, you know,
1: well, we yeah, we had no idea. We had no idea. Yeah, I mean, it's funny because I did have this. I was aware of foods' impact because I'd had the, you know, I had the whole dairy thing. Right. Yeah. Um, when I was. 15 I had this oh god I was having like these pains and aches and mm. and the joints and I mm-hmm. um was told I had rheumatoid arthritis oh. um and was
0: juvenile cr-
1: right uh, yeah. gosh yeah juvenile that's right yeah, juvenile yeah. Arthritis. Is crazy you're
0: 15 years old like Fif-
1: I know and then I decided that like, that was impossible like there's no way and read as much as I could and did as much research and you know the internet wasn't what it is today but still you know it's just oh gosh it was I remember doing a like project with my cousin I don't know why this just came to me he did this poop research project <laughs> And we like printed out these things yeah. and like what, dif- how, what your, however your poop looks and the texture wow. and stuff. And like, really just because like we thought it was hilarious and ah. we had like 12 year old humor. But at least there was enough on the internet where you could find stuff. That's and- great. Anyway, but that wasn't is- why. It's a big indication of your health. So we just thought it was funny. Like we thought it was a way to like be mischievous and like have our parents I don't know. (laughs) Anyway.
0: Look at this poop.
1: Exactly, um, but yeah, I'd like discovered this like connection between um, nightshade vegetables and well, explain, giant-
0: explain, explain, what a nightshade is for the. For oh the- yeah,
1: so I mean, essentially, gosh, and these are all the words that my accent sounds like overly <laughs> yeah. English, but like like potato, tomato, peppers, like eggplant, things like that. and In England, okay. we call it aubergine. Yeah. So essentially, you know, it's it's a class, a type of vegetable that yeah. tend to grow more during the night and they tend to be pretty um acidic and they can for some people be unagreeable and lead to inflammation Mm -hmm. which certainly was the case for me and I had read about this connection and decided to to try not having nightshades and um yeah I mean it, it Mm-hmm. again like it changed my life and mm. I very rarely eat them now and that's been yeah. like 17 years now yeah. um but yeah and I, I do notice like more so with some than others like if I ever have sun-dried tomato like I really feel it you know I don't know if other people get this if you drink alcohol do you feel like an achy stiffness in your knees and joints the next day mm. No, no, maybe. But no, but I don't okay. feel that
0: great. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying that is my specific, yeah. uh, you know, side effect, but I definitely don't feel good. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, I guess I get that, that what happened
1: today? <laughs> oh God, I know. Diwali party last time. <laughs> oh God, you had mentioned
0: that. You, well, we need to talk about that because <gasps> I, most people might not know what that is. Um,
1: yeah, we, let um, me, yeah, go ahead. Sorry.
0: Wait, all right, let's just finish on the nightshades and then I want to get to this Diwali party yeah. because I want to go to one. Um, yeah, so because of you, I had never heard of a nightshade before in my whole life. I just thought of tomatoes, potatoes. Like I didn't realize that there was some, you know, difference in. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Uh, and 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 now I avoid them and I definitely see a difference. Yeah. Um, but I think that goes to kind of this like, like you know, acidic alkaline, you know, balancing yeah. your pH of your body. And if you're eating too much acidic food, which those are acidic, then, you know, you could consequently have some type of you know, side effect, what, depending on, you know, where it manifests, I guess it could always be different.
1: Yeah, for sure. Person, right? Well, you know, what's interesting is, I think, as a vegetarian, when I was there at the time, ta- I mean, at the time, vegan wasn't, that that wasn't a term, or at least it wasn't a term I was familiar with. So at the time, I was a dairy-free ve- uh, vegetarian. Right. And you go to a restaurant, and if at the time you were lucky enough that they had a vegetarian option – um and it wasn't some really sad salad <laughs> um it often was some combination of like a stuffed pepper yep. potatoes mm-hmm. tomatoes lots of peppers maybe like a, a stir fry which is heavy in peppers like so often is, like yeah. those are staples that people serve to vegetarians so mm-hmm. and you know my my diet is and was it fairly limited and that's probably the biggest um downfall that I struggle with is just you know beyond beyond what I choose for my health to eat and not eat I also have preferences so I do end up stuck in a rut um and I uh, you know because I I do have all these limitations but um again I I mean I think
0: that does that adds a new layer and and I mean I and that's definitely true that when you go somewhere and and they uh they don't have a lot of options for you and then yeah it comes back and they're like well we have this eggplant that which I
1: don't even like eggplant Uh,
0: anyways you know I I
1: had food poisoning in college at one point and the last thing I ate was this eggplant thing Uh, uh
0: and not only I mean
1: and you know I I, again like yeah I I say I avoid don't eat nightshades I avoid them but have to eat them from time to time I was at a restaurant had this eggplant dish and um Oh my god! Had like horrendous oh. food poisoning, and oh it was god. the most like self-affirming. Like, <laughs> no, I shouldn't eat this. I ate it, like, and literally, I've not been able to touch eggplants. Oh yeah, experience. yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't yeah. like eggplants. They're like kind of a weird texture, anyways. You know. Yeah, yeah, I'm not a fan but I mean that's what you often get like as a vegetarian you you go to I mean and and it's great now especially I mean here in California there's so many options but um yeah we've come such a long way but but that you know you go out and if you don't want some sad like iceberg salad with cucumber and some like balsamic dressing like you you end up with I know I mean and you know they were doing the best but it's Generally, a combination of eggplant, potatoes, peppers, and (laughs) (laughs)
0: or just like a marinara, like you know, a tomato marinara, or whatever. Um, but yeah, the salad thing, I think, and then people think that that's what you know, vegans or vegetarians eat. It's like, do you eat salad all day? And I'm like, no. And you know, I've heard more stories of people who like went vegan or vegetarian, and that's what they were doing, is just doing salads, and then they they were, like, super, like, malnourished. Oh, my God. Like, that is not healthy. There are other oh, things to eat. Oh,
1: <laughs> I know. And, like, I mean, talk about, like, I don't know. Like, I, I I, mean, again, Charleston, I got into, like, really into macrobiotics towards, Ooh, yeah. like, the end of my time in Charleston. And then um, since then, I think I told you, did I tell you about Anne-Marie Colbin? I think we've talked no. about her. No, yeah.
0: wait. Is she, did she write a book? Yeah. I. Is she think one I, of my books? Yeah. yes we've talked food is about healing? her is that the food something like I can't
1: remember the title but she talks healing about with food. No, yes I anyway but she talks about like food energetics and macrobiotics yeah. is all you know about this the balance of food and and also like eating seasonally so things like having you know if it's uh sunny out and hot out you want foods that are cooling so a salad would be mm-hmm. great and appropriate um if it's winter you want more um yin warming foods like food. so warming foods things mm-hmm. like roots are really great and and it you know nature is perfect and beautiful and gives us the foods and things we need at the right time so right. you know obviously having like a salad and in the cold oh, winter is just like the last thing awful. anyone wants yeah and it, it's just not nourishing like besides from the actual sum of what's in the food the the practice of eating something like that that doesn't nourish your soul it doesn't make you feel like good and you know and, and right. in context so and what you need for that moment that
0: is one of the best books um so anybody who's listening check that book out It's healing healing with foods i think <laughs> no, i might have to google it hold on
1: i know but what's that, an, what her name again Anne marie colbin
0: yeah, here I'm just gonna Google it real fast. Yeah,
1: um, but yeah, highly, highly recommend that book.
0: Yeah, it's awesome. I, yeah, you would recommend that book for me, and I,
1: I love it. Oh, it's called
0: Food and Healing. Food and Healing by okay. Anne Marie Colburn. Colbin, Yeah, um, yeah, and just like the idea of you know different foods like canned versus fresh or frozen and all that kind of and the kind of energy that. Uh, that surrounds them i guess yeah, yeah. you would call it you know is in that book and you know if something is canned uh it has like the least amount of energy in it you know because it's been kind of it's i'm not gonna say like dead but you know what i mean um well, I mean, it's yeah, totally it's, different yeah yeah
1: and it talks about um and this this was a book actually i don't know if i would have discovered her because i don't well, at least like from from the circles and things that I've been exposed to I never heard of her but she, it was a book that was assigned when I was in um at CSNN in the in the holistic oh, yeah, yeah. um nutrition program but um yeah it 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 talks I mean two things really struck me one was this idea um I mean I've definitely I'm very um conscious of what I eat and I've definitely dabbled on the line of maybe being like too concerned with what I eat and want to in my rigid. body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to a point where maybe like it impedes your social life right. or like just priorities, we need, it, maybe. we need to talk
0: about that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what
1: I, what this book to me was um, really interesting for two reasons. One, it talked about um, the context that food is consumed. So, not only like like this was I think this is the scenario in the book but I may have um put my little twist on it because I've talked <laughs> about this a few times and but anyway th- this is is not my idea this is totally Amory marie and this is my interpretation of it but if you are let's say like friends are gathering at a friend's house and people are bringing these beautiful meals that they prepared at home and it's a potluck but maybe that potluck consists of eggplant marinara and maybe there's a pizza and maybe there's all these foods that typically maybe someone like you or I or anyone out there would choose not to eat but there's an option to go and have all these foods and of course you know you might take something too and maybe you take like a quinoa salad or any whatever it is um And, okay, so that's one option. The other option is to be like, well, I don't want to go there because, like, I know, like, Susie's going to take a pizza and, like, Jane's really into, like, eggplant. And, you know, (laughs) you might kind of choose not to go. And instead, you're going to stay at home, watch Netflix, and have this super boring salad that gives you no pleasure and you're just going to sit and eat it and go to bed. So the actual food that you might eat at that party – is, is the content of that food as far as like its nutritional value is probably not as healthful as what you might eat if you stayed at home alone. But this book talks about the context of food of how food's consumed and being so nourishing. So if you imagine kind of sitting at a table at your friend's house and you're all having maybe a glass of wine and you're going to eat the eggplant and if you're not super intolerant or allergic to dairy, maybe you'll have a slice of pizza and and you're all laughing and sharing like memories of things that happened and, you know, just having this great time. And that whole experience is is somehow nourishing you at a a, a level where the food's able to nourish you at a level that's so different to this cold sad version of you at home just eating this salad and not enjoying the food and eating it more because you're so consumed with what you're eating right and you know read the book um because like anyone out there because it definitely um, amazing. It, I mean, it definitely like will probably say it in a way that's better to, to how I'm describing it. But... Girl, you
0: did a great job.
1: Well, I, thanks, mean, sister.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I this mean, is, this is something that's come up a lot with, you know, some clients that I've worked with and then some friends, too, that are having a difficult time, you know, being social and, yeah. you know, going to friends' houses or going out to eat. And I mean, these are going to be difficult things. And I've. I've tried to tried to explain it like that I mean obviously if you're doing that every night and you're going out and you're eating this you know food with your friends then that's not a good thing because then you're just right. like and
1: oh, this balance yeah, yeah it's yeah. all about it like last night um I guess we we're gonna touch on the Diwali party but yeah. it's Diwali party so so Diwali it's like we have um some of our really close friends here are Indian and they Diwali I think was on the 26th 20- 7th of October or anyway towards the end of October and it's it's the equivalent it's like the big it's almost like Christmas and um New Year's combined for those that celebrate those two things it's like a big um I think it's a festival of the lights and it's this really colorful fun like lots of lights everywhere like party and we're all dressed in these bright clothes and super fun Um, and they had all this amazing Indian food so I had these two little vegan um gosh, I don't even know. There was almost like a potato cake thing. And then also these like veggie samosas. And would I eat that at home normally? Would I cook that? No. No. But like having that at a party that's all about this celebration with friends and in that context, I think that was so much more like nourishing for me than any, you know, boring thing I could have made at home. So, and again, it's all, you know, all in moderation, but that was one of the things that really resonated in her book and then the other thing which you touched on before is is the whole idea of like canned food versus frozen versus Mm. you know fresh and she has this analogy that um and again this is like somewhat paraphrased and if you read the book it will talk so it, it will probably resonate far better but it's this whole idea that you um let's say like you pull some carrots or beets or whatever out the ground you go and harvest Mm. some vegetables from your home garden or wherever and there's a few different scenarios so one is you go and like rinse off the carrot and you chop it up and you eat it and it's delicious and crunchy and sweet and you're so proud Mm. of it because you grew it and it just nourishes you and it, you're excited to share it with people because you just pulled it out of the ground yeah. and how cool is that so that's one yeah. scenario right another scenario is like you stick it in the fridge and a few days later you eat it and it's gone a little bit soft and it's not as exciting uh, and like no you know, like but it's still super cool you grew it yourself yeah. and you know it's it's was pulled out of the ground just a few days ago but definitely like there's an energetic difference between those two food items and then it also talks about like storage wise so like from they they talked about like a cold like a a cold cellar so let's say you've got like some kind of garden shed or something with really healthy airflow outside Mm -hmm. and it's dark and therefore the temperature's a little cooler and you put the carrots on the side in there and they're root vegetables so they're good or you go and put the carrots in this really awesome but kind of weird thing we've created called a refrigerator which is really this like <laughs> box with like electricity running through it that keeps this weird temperature you know right, so like yeah, energetically yeah. like if you imagine this like this airflow and these carrots just on the side and it's cooler versus like put in the fridge and maybe that's a little bit more abstract to get maybe and I think she explains it far better um but it just really talks about how how we store food and and preserve food and Mm -hmm. things like that affecting food energetically Mm -hmm. and not all you know it's not always bad like it it, it, like
0: yeah and then nutritionally i mean too it's going to be a little bit depleted i mean if you if you pull out that carrot right from the ground and eat it nutritionally and energetically it's going to be greater right oh
1: yeah absolutely and even like food preservation Right. It goes through like freezing food versus like we have to preserve food. Like we Obviously. need to. Yeah, but- we
0: can't all have magic gardens that we just go out to oh, every totally. second. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> In my dreamland. But. I
1: know. I keep dreaming. But it talks yeah. about um, like pickling and things like that and just various forms of food preservation and and its, its energetic impact on food. So that, I mean, that along with macrobiotics and everything that I learned from studying that And that was self-study, like it wasn't when I studied nutrition, um, that wasn't part of the program, but right. um, you know, s- macrobiotics is it talks about Ooh, energetics yeah, and like the yin yin and yang qualities of food, and um it's just you know, it just food, I think, yeah. is so much more than what it boils down to on like mm-hmm. a nutritional label on the back of like a packet mm-hmm. of food. like there's an there's mm-hmm. truly an energy to to what we're eating. Right.
0: And I think, you know, this is stuff that, like, we knew a hundred years ago and, like, had at least more idea about it. Um, yeah. And then it just kind of got lost, you know, with – Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Over the, over the decades. And then, you know, there's been different things that have come out, like uh, – you know, like the low fat diet, the craze. So then like people were just obsessed with, you know, how much fat was in things and only looking at calories and only looking at, yeah. you know, like literally that's all they were looking at. Not, I mean, oh, well this bag of Oreos only has a hundred calories so I can eat that. But what is that doing to you nutrition? Oh, like no. there's nothing, all that sugar. I mean, that's going to just, you know, imbalance your hormones and like, you know, a million other things. Um, and then like the keto diet, which is like so popular oh, no. now. And oh, no. like, You know, long term, like these are that is not a good thing to be on. Like you can have short term, you know, uh, positive, I guess, benefits from that. But like and we don't even have enough studies to show. I mean, no,
1: I mean, the positive benefits, I feel like it's for like people, people who go on a keto diet, which, you know, Crazy popular right now. They're doing it because they want to lose weight. They're not doing it because they think, oh, this is a really healthful diet that I'm going to benefit from. I'm going to flourish. I'm going to thrive. I'm probably going to feel the best I've ever felt. They're doing it because they look down and they're like, oh, like I've got a little bit of chub that's <laughs> hanging over my jeans here. And people don't realize that, it, like, putting yourself in on that diet, like, it's a medical diet that should be used under. Very, very tight medical supervision and people like, you know, with epilepsy, people with certain cancers can benefit from it medically, very short term, but it shouldn't be something that people are doing but you know when people do it it's essentially it's a you know it, it's then people aren't putting themselves on a, into ketosis like they, they're not it's like this they're probably
0: not actually in- no I mean, it's so yeah. difficult
1: yeah. like they, yeah. they're not actually doing it they're basically just putting themselves on this like diet where they're depriving themselves of certain things right. they've got these right. short-term gains because they're probably losing like some weight which is just going to come back on and sending their body their hormones into this Oh, gosh, Desperate I state of like holy starvation. I mean, oh, yeah, I mean, oh, what, yeah. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, it's just you know, it's but it's it's just well, another iteration of... of
0: like well, it's kind of like Atkins, which oh, I've yeah. talked about that before. Um, yeah. and I think that I've talked about this in the podcast before with somebody else. Uh, that I think that it's it's it seems easier to do for some people because you're really not adjusting that much I mean you can still you're still eating your meat that you're used to you're still eating and and people love fat I mean like that's what our I mean in times of famine which like you know obviously our civilization has been in uh, has been in that situation uh you know it has it's been like the last however many hundreds of years that we're not yeah. and that's what you I mean your body does crave that because if you don't know when you're going to eat next then that's like the best stuff that's the best food that you that's the best food to eat you yeah, know yeah yeah high fat high calorie
1: you yeah. know there's like yeah I mean we're hardwired to crave fat and sugar and these things like give us energy and right and I actually, like, I, I'm a huge fan of fat. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I think oh yeah, fat- oh, no, I'm not saying. I don't yeah, It's like <laughs> uh, on- <laughs> certain types of fat,
0: obviously. Oh yeah,
1: oh, that's true. That's true. Um, all fat is created equal. <laughs> but yeah, it's just. I mean, these diets are all. I mean, they're all just in some way iterations of these Atkins-type diets yeah. where people they like prey on people's insecurities and it's people it's you know it it reminds me so when I so I mean you know I, I studied um holistic nutrition for a year in Vancouver and um during the course of that program I took on clients and it was for free so um you know generally they were people like weren't to yeah too. like people weren't that invested so okay like, I, th- I always think if you're paying for something like yeah. You yeah end up more invested so these these were part of my program so and then I had quite a few people who they were just there to lose weight and if you like people like they didn't want to do the work and there was also like other health issues or things going on mm-hmm. and they just like I would look at the systems and there was obvious like imbalances maybe with the hormones with the digestive system with you know different things and um, I think, you know, we're in this society that we're so focused on appearances and especially living in California. California is interesting. So I've been here two years now and it's definitely more progressive, I think, as far as like health goes. And, you know, as someone who doesn't eat meat and is predominantly plant-based, like very lucky eating out here. I've got all these great yeah, options. It's, oh my gosh, it's so magical out there. Know, it <laughs> is. But what I find is that I think a lot of the motivation behind that is very um superficial it's yeah it's it's like I'm gonna eat this way I'm gonna do these things because it it has an impact on my parents if it's not it's not really about like it it, there's nothing deeper than that it's very interesting like I think at first glance Mm -hmm. you think well this is so cool there's all these options there's all these different types of um Healing, I don't know, modalities and like things that I can try, and it's very cutting edge. And it is all here, but I do think that the, the, like, it's like behind it yeah I it's mean, like I it's think. all vanity it's in, it's really yeah. interesting it's like that makes like,
0: sense though I guess when you think of LA you think of yeah
1: and like, you know. like Vancouver is similar um which is really? where it was no in the sense of like there's a lot of like the like health craze the health you yeah. know all of these like options like it is on a smaller scale Vancouver has like a lot of the resources but but not but superficial I'm, though no like I yeah, find yeah, it is no. more like people are truly more interested in like the health and well-being and they want and to the live a one for it yeah. Mm-hmm. you know and to be as healthy as it can for as long as it can and mm-hmm. people care about the environment and they recycle and you go to someone's house and it's like where's your compost where's your recycling where's you know oh. whereas in California oh. it all goes into one trash can like oh. like it the, like health extends only like the the interest at least and it's not everyone of course there's a lot of folks out here who are conscious and but I just think like I, that has been a, a big surprise to me right here.
0: Well, you know, I think I was surprised because I visited you when you were in Vancouver and then now in LA. And yeah. let me just say, I'm obsessed with Vancouver. I mean, I said I that know. when I was there. I mean, if the weather wasn't like, you know, oh, kind of rainy like, about it. every now and then, I mean, I would, oh man, it's a great city. Anybody who's listening, if you have not been to Vancouver, go. I mean, it would have never been on my radar. Like, if you had not been there and now it's like, I want to go there every year if I could like, I love it. Um, It's awesome. But, but what I was surprised by LA as far as like the environment and the recycling was like, there's no freaking recycling. Like there's like none. Right. I mean, but the thing is also, I mean, I was talking about this the other night that that's not really the answer anyways, recycling, because at this point, like we were sending it for us in Charleston. Like we, you know, um, I think the United States in general, was sending their recycling to China. Right. And then China was like, no more. (laughs) Like, we can't even take care of our own. Like, y'all can't send us y'all stuff anymore. And, I mean, we are still – recycling is coming and picking up in Charleston County. But I think I just heard that they said that they're just dropping it off in the landfill. Like, they pick it up, and it just goes to the landfill.
1: Yeah. I mean, they do – we do recycle. We have recycling here. um, Like – i'm actually looking at a recycling bin across the street we do have it i just i I, from what i'm told um i've heard this like a few different times that it 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 all goes to a landfill and i guess similar thing like apparently china stopped taking our recycling and lord knows what was happening happening when we got to china anyway so i mean i mean the obvious thing there is just use less plastic and use less
0: yeah and they um, need to, I mean, there just needs to be, I'm sure there is new innovation. There needs to be a, a even greater push, you know, to, of alternative packaging, right? you know, because what we were talking about the other night is like with plastic, it only has, like, it can only be, uh, you know, um, turned into more plastic so many times, right? So like, yeah. you know, you might buy a pair, like this new thing of like, oh, this these shoes are made from recycled plastic. Well, that's great. And that's really cool. But at the same time, like, when those shoes are worn out, you can't – like, what what do you do with them? They end up in a landfill. So they're going to have a life cycle of, you know, obviously more than your Coca-Cola or your bottled water or whatever. Yeah. But it's still going to end up in the same place, you know. So, uh, I mean, it's it's difficult to – No, it's really just happening.
1: It's like – it's – I mean, oh
0: man, I was thinking about the other day. Wasn't it Vancouver that had we went to that shop that was um soap
1: dispensary. Yeah, soap dispensary. So awesome. Oh my god. I know. Yeah. I no.
0: I mean, just things like that that you use a lot of like shampoo and conditioner, like what the heck do you do, you know? Like No. I mean, yeah. but yeah, if we had more places like that, you just take your bottle and then you can get all your stuff refilled, you know? I know. That's the future.
1: It's it has to like, be. Yeah. I mean, there's no other way. I know. I mean, we all need to slow down and give ourselves the time to be able to live like that. I mean, I find it difficult, and honestly, like I'm picking up my shampoo and conditioner from TJ Maxx, and I know. I, you know, if there was a soap dispenser, I'd probably. You would be do there.
0: that, yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, it'd be great, but it's just, and I'm sure there's something exist. here, but it's it's convenience too. Like we we you right. know we're so busy also a price, You
0: know, there's like a new shampoo and conditioner that. Somebody was promoting on Instagram or something one day and, and then, and they actually sell it at Whole Foods and it looks great. Like the outside is, um, it looks kind of like cardboard, um, but okay. One, it is super expensive. (laughs) Like it's like $30 for like a tiny little, you know, like 10 ounce bottle or something. And then also it's cardboard in the outside, but the
1: inside is still plastic like it might be less but it's still yeah it makes it probably even difficult more difficult to recycle totally I know I mean it's like these boxed waters it's like it doesn't like they're lined with right you can't like yeah I mean I don't think you're better buying bottled water I think just you know with usable bottles like you, I mean I love yeah mine, I know, you know I know and then we it's got a whole different. house water filtration system which I love oh, so nice and we just drink from the tap now and I mean yeah. is there other things in there probably yeah probably but yeah. I, I just the impact on on the earth of having all these plastic bottles that we'd be consuming between us like I don't know I just have a heavy conscience and that just seems like the wrong thing to do Oh, yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. But hopefully that's, you know, kind of changing, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah. So, yeah, so you studied at uh, the Canadian School of Natural Nutrition. and
1: Yeah. Um, so I met TJ and my husband in Canada. Uh, Canada, no, in, in Thailand. Yeah. I lived in Thailand, yeah. yeah. Um. I was living there. For Three years and he was back and forth from there for 13 years and we met there um I gosh I and actually eating in Thailand if anyone goes there and if you are a vegan or vegetarian um at the surface it seems really difficult to to avoid meat and dairy there but um Buddhists don't eat meat dairy and um garlic and onion either they say they're stimulating so being a vegetarian they're super easy you just have oh. to ask for a han j which means like <laughs> vegetarian food or something
0: um Ugh. so just learn that
1: and um yeah so I was there for three years and we met there on tinder um <laughs> <laughs> hey it's,
0: it's 2019 you know these things happen oh right? my gosh
1: I know that was really yeah, good. yeah I mean thank you know thank god for tinder yeah it's um, awesome not, not I mean really otherwise. Yes. Yes. but um yeah so we met out there um I that was where I actually got my Crohn's diagnosis um so I was just god having a really stressful time multiple things going on I mean Um, that's what do you think that's what like I mean because for me
0: stress was definitely what tipped off oh for for sure yeah
1: yeah. I mean in life has been someone's my godmother said to me "There's, there's only a few people who love you unconditionally um like tj i joke with him i'm like my dog my love for my dog is unconditional like he can do whatever he can poop he can bite me like i, w- oh, I will always love him my love for my husband is conditional like if yeah. he cheats on me if he just said things That's like true it's going away Like he said, oh, sorry <laughs> bye but um anyway but but my grandmother who I think is again like Aww. there's only few few people who truly do love you unconditionally and I was very very close with her and she was um on her you know last last kind of go at things and not doing right. too well and at my job I became like pretty bored and just feeling like you know they pay me all this money and I'm here like I'm in Thailand like how do I move on from this like it was just i have been with the company for almost six years and Mm -hmm. struggling with how do I move from being at this jewelry company in Southeast Asia to like what where do you go from here Mm -hmm. um I had met TJ fallen like head over heels in love with him Mm -hmm. and he was he actually had left he he ran a travel adventure company for 13 years and left that to focus on music but in Canada so 15 hours (laughs) on the other side of the world so um I was just feeling like not great, a lot of stress. Um and then had all these symptoms, so a lot of like nausea, abdominal pain, cramping, mm-hmm. um lots of diarrhea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um yeah, just like really not good and um yeah, ended up with um a diagnosis of Crohn's, which was um and still is pretty difficult to to accept um mm. so yeah that was about four years ago so then I decided to quit my job I went and looked after after my nana in England so I was there mm. for, I think about a month maybe and it was her last month and had the absolute honor of mm. helping to care for her she was at my parents house so helping to look after her and um help ease her last last you know oh, few days yeah. on the earth so it was such a privilege to have been able to do that because not everyone can um so mm. I, went, I went and did that and then I was just like you know what like my health is terrible and I'm in love with this boy who lives in Canada and I'm gonna go there and I'm gonna study nutrition for a year and try and learn more about what's going on because I didn't want to accept these um I was I was advised to have injections of like anti-diarrhea anti-pain like whatever like my symptoms were the the anti version of that and then possibly to go on immunosuppressants and I just Um, didn't want to do either of those things and so I yeah I took a year out and I went to Canada and I um found this awesome school um the Canadian School of Natural Nutrition and they have this one-year program and um, studied holistic nutrition for a year which was mm-hmm. awesome and and a lot of the um, you know I, I given kind of my journey I guess and and what I've experienced in my life and how interested in food and health I've always been um, I was actually really surprised by how like my perspective really shifted and and it was mm-hmm. things like reading that book by Amory Colbin and things like mm-hmm. that 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 really, there was so many aha moments and just being with, I mean, we talk about this stuff all the time. Like we, you know, we have these hour, hours and hour long conversations yeah. talking about this, but yeah. um, outside of you and maybe a handful of other friends, it's not, I've, I've never been in an environment where I was with a lot of like-minded people where we could get into these conversations and just dedicate a year to it. So amazing yeah that was awesome so we did that for a year and then I got pretty depressed with the weather up there and you know (laughs) it's awesome but moving from you know Bangkok island (laughs) like going to the islands every weekend and going to like a rainy country similar to where I grew up I was like you know I didn't leave my birthland to live in the same climate (laughs) so yeah TJ and I decided to move south and um, ended up in LA, so
0: do you think you'll be there yeah. forever? You'll not be there forever. I think I you don't told me the other day Yeah,
1: I mean yeah. We, we do want children and yeah. as great as LA is, I don't think we would raise kids here. Um, um, I think that'd be hard. Yeah. And it's you know, it's great for multiple, for some, for multiple but I just yeah. it's it's just we both grew up um in fairly small towns and I um I think just with with how connected kids are these days to the internet mm-hmm. and how fast they grow up I just I feel like kids in big cities grow up so much more quickly than like yes. I mean I mean you, know, you grew up in a small town too like mm-hmm. I think just that bubble of innocence and like naivety I think is prolonged in smaller towns and I'd, I'd love our children I mean and if if we're able to have kids but um right. I'd love them to have that experience that we did
0: right I just feel like I don't know, and obviously there's going to be crime in all cities, but you feel a little, um, I don't know, sense of, you know, smaller towns being safer, maybe. You know? Oh yeah, um, I mean, LA is like, I don't know.
1: I, I lived in New York as well. That I felt really safe. I felt super safe there actually and I felt like if there was ever an emergency like difference with LA and New York honestly from a people standpoint and this is obviously my experience I was in New York you know I was here two I've been here almost two years now um I'm you know I'm limited by my by my perspective and experience so other people probably have a very different experience but I always felt like in New York if there were if there was any ever a time where someone was in trouble and anyone who was there would like jump in to help out and there's usually like a cop somewhere like you can locate cops super easily and I just felt like people had each other's back in New York and people were there to like there was just this camaraderie like we're in it together and I don't know if that was anything to do with like 9-11 and or anything you know I, I don't know if that had an impact yeah. and maybe what it was like before then because I lived in New York after 9 Um, but definitely in LA like if you had the same scenario where someone wanted, needed help People would just walk by and like right. you wouldn't be able to find a cop if you tried. And <laughs> it's just um it's
0: every man for himself oh, kind of yeah. thing. And like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I Even mean people I people are nice me. here, yeah.
1: but it's just yeah. that kind of like you're in trouble, let me help you. Um right. I just well, i felt there's no I was like, there. like Yeah.
0: Like I feel like LA, there's no like sense of community like we're all LA people
1: you know but like New York we're all New Yorkers like together you know yeah maybe that's kind of it yeah yeah. and maybe it's got something to do like LA is super spread out and New York like you're on top of each other like quite literally so maybe it's something to do with that I mean maybe it's something to do with kind of Like winters in New York can be pretty brutal. And I feel like in Canada, at least, like some of these towns in Canada where like the winters are super brutal, like there's this real sense of like camaraderie and like friendliness amongst the people. Whereas in LA, like the weather's not really an issue. So I don't know what it is. Um, Yeah. It's it's definitely different in that regard.
0: I mean, New York is so nice to get around to me because everything is so dense. I mean, it's crazy how dense it is. Oh, yeah. But yeah, it, it really is a lot easier. To get around. I mean, when we were in LA visiting you, it was just like, holy crap.
1: Like, oh my god, I know. It's
0: insane. We
1: Airbnb. So like in our house, we like Airbnb, the back like unit, I guess. Yeah. And we're like fairly close to the airport, um, really close to like Manhattan Beach, Redondo Beach, like not too far from Long Beach, like like the the beach is kind of south of like Venice, we're close to, and like downtown's maybe like a 20-minute drive away. But people come and they're like, so how far are you from Hollywood? And we're like, like 40 minutes, if not more with <laughs> traffic, like far. And I'm like, well, how far are you from like LAX? And I'm like, well, maybe like 10, 15. What about this beach? And people just don't understand how really. huge LA is. And if you yeah. want to be close to like Hollywood, you're not going to be close to like Manhattan Beach or Venice <laughs> or so, like, right. it's just yeah. like, and, and but phys- I mean, like from a distance perspective, like four miles five miles like
0: it doesn't look like it would be far but, but. that's
1: like 40 minutes in traffic if not more so it's crazy. yeah it's it's, it's, a, just, it's a it's a it's an interesting place it's a crazy for sure. place yeah yeah it really is. yeah but the food
0: there I mean yeah I could talk about that all
1: day oh my I mean, god I know I know. have you been back to any of
0: those places that we went to when I Ramadan? went back
1: to cafe gratitude um mm. I do want to take two days to say you know we eat in yeah we do all the time like we just don't really eat it's just I mean occasionally but it's like even date nights like date night for us is like we'll make some special meal at home and like we maybe we'll make like I don't know like an extra special Buddha bowl or whatever it is but we don't we just never like the two of us we just don't eat out so um I that literally has been like the most eating out I've (laughs) probably (laughs) during your trip I probably ate out um like the whole time I've been in LA, it's probably the same amount of eating out experience <laughs> I've had since you're like week here. Oh and, but goodness. I love it. I mean, it's I mean it's yes. so fun. Like you get so many ideas. Like when you go a meal, and I don't know. Like I think that's where I had first tried cauliflower. Based pizza yeah. maybe or something like that and i'm like oh my god oh my, god. Oh my god i know that was at sage right yeah oh sage. Oh, like a real those pizzas were amazing yeah oh my gosh. i know i do need yeah, to I I go back to i know you need to come out just for like a foodie adventure
0: uh yes that's yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty much all we did was like know. eat and hike which was fun and yeah. obviously hang out with you and play that game what was that game that we played that was fun uh um, we bought that game what was that? I don't know. We played so many. The <laughs> one that you act out the different stuff, right?
1: Yeah. uh Hoopla. Hoopla.
0: Hoopla. Oh my gosh. People listening, go get the hoopla. I know, It's really fun. But yeah. Because then you have some cards that you have to act and some cards yeah. you have to draw. And oh my gosh. Soundstage. And Soundstage. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. I forgot. There was one that Derek did that was really funny that we were like, it was like our inside joke. And now I forgot it. Oh, I hate when I do that. Oh
1: um something about my toe or something oh not yeah
0: his toe. <laughs> big toe his big toe anyways sorry nobody else gets that oh, <laughs> but anyways it was a fun
1: it was a fun uh, game and I know and I
0: want you to come visit me yeah so. I know
1: well speaking of California and I guess they're like progressive nature we have um so many dispensaries here which <gasps> I am not I'm not really one I mean I oh tried smoking weed like a handful of times and ended up paranoid and hated it and (laughs) not my cup of tea um but thanks to your recommendation i i've been having like really unpleasant symptoms recently Uh, definitely brought on by stress but i started taking cbd oil and it's literally like the best thing i've ever done for my health Wow. so thank so anyways, you so yeah. much for that i mean anyway. honestly i just wouldn't have ever thought about it. it's just not on my
0: oh it's on my radar no it's like it's well, like it the was first thing my... i like yeah, yeah like now after i've taken it i'm just like everybody should be on cbd and like oh if you God. have any kind of stress or anxiety i mean inflammation like yeah. it can help it can help all of it you know i mean and maybe it's not you know I mean, you should obviously. I'm I'm not gonna say like you can only take CBD and like not do other things for your health, but like as as an added, you know, of totally, other, you yeah, know, yeah, of other health helpful activities. Yeah, and- I
1: mean, for people, I mean, I imagine a lot of people who listen are are already health conscious and are probably yeah. eating the right things and trying to right. do like stress relieving things and all you know all of that, and right. it just wasn't something that was like I had. I mean, it's funny because Vancouver, there's dispensaries in every corner too. So uh, yeah. marijuana has been legalized in Vancouver for quite a while now. But um, mm. I just never, because I'm I'm not someone who enjoys smoking weed. So it just wasn't something that I thought of. But it's um, not weed,
0: girl. It's,
1: no, I know. And <laughs> it's like, you know, like it's just... I know.
0: In your mind, you still think of it as like... Well,
1: know. it's just, I mean, it's, you know, it's in the family and... <laughs> i know well and it that's, that's, that's on think... my radar and like yeah I, we all have our toolkits like i know i know I, yeah. I know i love it like my <laughs> toolkit is like health and nutrition and like yeah. you know like well, like proper food and like no nation yeah. <laughs> like, even like you know i'll go and do like like yoga and i mean, in vancouver is right. doing a lot of float spa and like doing all these different things that i that are in my toolkit but right. i was never in there and now i've got yeah. a new tool so thanks. Sister. I know. You're welcome, girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I I love. it. It's been huge. And TJ's been taking it too. And he um, struggles with anxiety from time to time. And yeah. it's been like huge for him too. So
0: yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for that. Yeah. the tip. Yeah. And I'm sure like your options of different brands. I mean, we have a lot of different, we have a lot of options here too, but um, I'm sure there it's like,
1: yeah I don't know um, I tried. if I tried two now oh, um yeah. one of them tastes how I imagine a ashtray of yeah, um like marijuana I've had tried I've tried like of those. <laughs> gross the yeah. other one is this brand and I don't know how if I'm saying it right it's like Yumi Karma comma, Y-U-M-M-I Karma comma, mm-hmm. And I love it. It's actually got stevia in it, which I'm not, I don't like stevia at all, but it doesn't taste like stevia. Like, you know how stevia has that, like, at least for me, I think it has an awful aftertaste. Yeah, yeah. This doesn't have that. And it's awesome. And I've been telling, like, people about it here. It's, it's really awesome. I can't remember where I bought it from now. I can't remember. Wait, is that the one you told me about I think I can't remember yeah, yeah. I think so yeah The one
0: that's owned by females or whatever Yes that's, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Female owned, yeah. That's
1: it yeah. Female owned, um, yeah So I need to try and track it down because I We were like randomly driving Somewhere here and I was like oh let me like in Google Maps because of course we take Google Maps We have no idea where we're going Yeah <laughs> <laughs> like we can get to the grocery store and back, and that's about it without Google Maps. But so we're like driving somewhere, and I'm like, oh, let's just find a dispensary on the way, and we just asked for a, a CBD oil, and that's kind of what we got. So I've no, I can't remember where I bought it from. But
0: how do you spell it? I'm gonna.
1: Oh yeah, Y U M M I Yumi oh, yeah. and then it's the twenty to one. Was the one I got like twenty like semicolon one, and it's.
0: Oh my god, your accent is so great. I it's. <laughs> <laughs> i was like comma i thought you said comma like the comma oh, in a sentence. no karma, karma. <laughs> yes
1: <laughs> oh my god it's so
0: awesome oh okay god. yeah got it i just I'm, I'm on their website right now
1: oh my god you have to get it i need to find even it the out. packaging looks awesome yeah <laughs> it's what you get from a female-owned company No, i know well they just have the attention to detail i know i love it so i need yeah. to take that from find out where I can find that from but yeah yeah I know it's pretty it's another like life-changing like aha thing that's totally like rocking my world right now
0: I know I feel I definitely feel a difference when I'm not I'm not taking it because I had gone I was you know kind of I was doing it every day you know ritually and then just kind of fell off and kind of forgot about it I guess and mm. then I was like oh I should bring back the CBD and definitely it makes a, it makes a difference in just like my overall day to day yeah like kind of anxiety or just feeling like overwhelmed yeah. or like worrying about just you know I mean life life is hard you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> for all of us sure. it's not just and i know you know like social media can always make things look like you know yeah like everybody yeah. else's life is so great and well, you no, literally track.
1: see like the best moments yeah. of everyone's life in like one, one little, you know, yeah. yeah, like one in post, yeah. seconds, you see like the best part of like ten different people's lives, no.
0: <laughs> and then you're like, my life sucks. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it can yeah. be overwhelming, and I just I have been trying to kind of take a break on it, and um, yeah, yeah, and I think that's helpful every once in a while.
1: Oh for sure yeah I think we all need um social media breaks we were actually I was just at this this, so at the Diwali party last night um, a few of us were talking about social media and how like I mean pros and cons to it for sure but TJ was telling this story about how I think he was in like Bali or somewhere but he his phone was stolen and he was traveling and like so was unable to get a phone that was kind of compatible with the plan that he had in canada or what, whatever right. but he ended up without a phone for a little bit and then he ended up i think he said it was like three months or something or yeah. god was it wasn't long not anyway but a long time he didn't have a phone he was just talking about how liberating that experience wow. was but just imagine like not having not being reachable for yeah. like when i first moved to canada actually i i so i canceled my plan in thailand moved to Canada and I just didn't get a plan for a little while so my phone would like I don't know like I still was reachable when I had wi-fi because I still had an iPhone so I had like iMessenger oh, what, what is it called
0: like that's what we, we would FaceTime all the time
1: yeah so that would yeah. like work when I had wi-fi yeah. but just like being out and kind of free and like I mean yeah. even like work it's crazy like you come home and like you still have access to your email yeah. and like back in the day when you would leave the office and literally we yeah. have like yeah. no idea what was going on you'd return to work the next day and
0: and I feel like people expect it now too it's like oh, oh well God. you should have seen this email I sent it mm-hmm. to you don't you have what don't you mm-hmm. have a smartphone like everybody else well I yeah. don't want to check that every. Two seconds. Like, I, I have mine turned off so it, you know, I don't get notified when I get
1: new emails because that would make me nuts. I know. You know? It's awful. It's like, it's, I mean, it's awesome, but it's also no, like, it is coming I mean, connection. Like, I think we all need these. I don't know, like retreats, or even like every Sunday, like somehow like yes. the cell phone towers go down. Or-
0: yeah, you know, there was a couple weeks ago this guy who was on one of I didn't I didn't I only saw a snippet of it, but it was Russell Brand's podcast. Oh, I which love I him. love, I love him so much. Um, and the dude that was talking, I think it doesn't. I think he was British, but either that doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> uh, he was talking about how he was um promoting. I think it was called like empty. What did no? I don't think it was empty. Some kind of day. It was just a day. He had a name for it. I can't remember what it was. Sorry, um, but it was a day that you le- didn't take your phone out. Like you are, you made plans with your friends and you met them at where you like. You know, you went and had lunch or whatever, and you left your phone at home and you literally did not participate in social media for like a whole
1: day. Which sounds like it shouldn't be a big deal, but it is. Yeah, you know? I mean, even if you think about that scenario like you like if, if I were imagining like us meeting for lunch or something like you probably yeah. hey I'm leaving now like see you there in whatever like 10 minutes and then right. you get there and maybe I arrive five minutes before you while I whip out my phone and I will check Instagram wow. or you know yeah. my emails or right. whatever it is and then we look at our phone to check the time and we realize oh god we've like two hours you know <laughs> it's just like it's so woven into our lives it'd be interesting if like instead of looking down at the phone to check our Instagram feed that we maybe look up or talk to the person next door. So I'm very conscious about this now
0: too. And yeah. I try, I do not, I try to not pull my phone out when I'm at lunch, you know, especially like out. Yeah. And even when you're like standing in the line at the grocery store or something don't look at your phone just like be present you know like i know know that it sucks to stand in the line but i've been really aware like standing at the post office or things like that like where everybody is looking down at their phone and it just feels like this foreign sci-fi like weird movie and i don't like it
1: you know yeah it is weird it's like if if we somehow could have seen like that, an average restaurant or an average like a post office line or whatever yeah. it is like if we could have fast forward and like seen that like 15 years ago I don't know if we would have, like, well, gone in the same direction. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, you're, you're like, more engaged in the people around you. You know, yeah. like, even if, yeah, it's a stranger, but you could still have a casual conversation, like, over random things. I don't know. I mean, it's – Yeah.
1: Well, the studies like, that show the more engaged you are with social media, statistically, the less happy you are. Yeah. So if you think about that, like, like the idea was to solve this, like, not solve but like it's supposed to benefit people and help them feel less lonely Lonely, more connected things like that but in fact like the data shows that it actually makes people feel more alienated and I mean we all have seen like the worst of people come out on the internet like I don't think half the things that are said on the internet would be said face to face so yeah it's just it's uh
0: yeah I mean, it's definitely like, you know, you feel like you're connected because, yeah, you're like talking to somebody by typing yeah. or whatever, but there is no replacement for human physical interaction. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, I love that I can talk to you and like FaceTime you and stuff, but I wish. Yeah oh you weren't in real life <laughs> I know <laughs> you know? I know but even but still even talking on the phone is different than like if we were just texting or oh, totally. you know and even
1: FaceTime but, like actually being yeah. able to like teach no we need to do, do that to again work. we
0: haven't done that in a while
1: I know Like even you know. even um, like like my parents are in England and we'll often just have FaceTime on on like an iPad and even yeah. we'll have it in the corner and there'll be moments when like maybe <gasps> my mom's like Preparing dinner, or maybe I'm like cleaning, or and we're not even conversing in that moment, but we're just like (gasps) present. Yeah, but it does feel like i mean, like TJ, you know, when he's on tour or whatever. Like, we'll sometimes like just be brushing our teeth, or but FaceTime's on. It just definitely feels more human in some way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I know. I think that
0: just like being aware of that too, and like with the social media, like I encourage anyone who's listening to just like take a break from it I mean I know and and definitely like focus like be in tune with who you're following because I think that there's a lot of you know it's not necessarily that they're negative accounts but they're accounts that might subconsciously make you feel more unhappy about your life you know like all these fake posts and these like really staged photos and everybody's perfect and like I mean, it's just—it's not natural,
1: <laughs> you know. No, and I mean, talk about health. Like that's so. Like if 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 you're. If you're allowing something into your life that you have control over, like you can choose to follow, like the Kardashians who might make you feel inadequate because you don't have a booty the size of <laughs> that woman's. Or if you really whatever want it is. that
0: big of a booty, I don't know. Oh, maybe
1: <laughs> I, I wouldn't mind it. Actually. Still, they're
0: money. I mean, you know, it, it's crazy. They're, you know, they show all these fancy trips yeah. and stuff like that. I mean, yeah, it's going to make you feel
1: it's yeah like inadequate or whatever it is or like your life is boring and that has real real I mean I think we both know with with like, like, like me with my Crohn's like if I'm stressed or not feeling good or whatever like it it really displays like physically like the the mental state and your stress like has real physical manifestations in the body and if you're not feeling it now then People will, I mean, it catches up to you. So, and and I think simple things like that, like what what you choose to allow to influence your mind and your psyche, and it all has like, I mean, even like who you hang out with and, you know, it's
0: the energy. I mean, it's like, you know, focusing on what you put in your body is important, but also focusing on what you're internalizing, you know, through your vision or your ears, (laughs) (laughs) you know, is like also. Is the same, you know. It's like you can eat. It's like kind of like garbage. Um, Somebody was talking about this too one day. It's like, you know, the, uh, you know, you don't want to eat like a bunch of junk food, garbage. Just like Mm -hmm. you don't want to be looking at like junk food. Like totally, yeah. 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 Is that kind of same idea?
1: Yeah, I think you know if we're all all aware of like what we're choosing to let into our lives and the people. And I mean, it's I stopped we don't have a TV in our house and um, mm-hmm. we you don't like I don't have any access to the news whatsoever so totally ignorant and I probably you know <laughs> I do I do feel like I should be more informed Um, but it's just like it's it's I find it's all like depressing and therefore like it depresses me and therefore my impact on the world and the people I spend time with is less positive and I, I want to be a positive influence on the people I spend time with and the world and I think for me to be my best self and to give my best to others it's best for me to be ignorant and live in a little bit of a bubble because in the world we're in today like if anything happens like finds its way to you somehow like what you need oh, yeah. to know
0: oh you would know you know, yeah. you know
1: about but um honestly like that's just been like a huge thing for me is just really taking control of like i was like i don't i don't want to listen to the news i don't want to read newspapers i don't want to turn on the tv and hear what's well, all, all
0: this like yeah it's all sensational anyways like it's even oh, no. it's even worse it's it's become like its own reality show you know like oh, news yeah. yeah. like they're only gonna take you know and they're and they blow up stories too that are like make them maybe even bigger than they should be <laughs> yeah.
1: you know yeah, I mean yeah. they're all trying to get you know people tuning in and right.
0: yeah, I mean ratings and, and, and yeah, it's,
1: right. it's, it's
0: uh, moral of that is to yeah care about what you eat, care about what you uh you know the people you surround yourself with, and the type of information that you're taking in.
1: Yeah, um, be conscious, you know? be conscious yeah. not just of you know what you're putting into your body, but what you're, you're like, surrounding your body with for sure. Conscious living. I a, conscious,
0: a conscious living friend, literally. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh, man. Thanks so much for being on, girlfriend. my
1: course. Thanks for having me. This is fun. This I, is we, so fun. Yeah. We could talk we should, for hours. I know. I know.
0: <laughs> we should make this. You're going to be like a regular
1: a regular guest. How about that? Oh, my God. I love <laughs> that. This is super fun. I know mean, so many things that we didn't get into, which we usually – Talk about, so yeah. Well, we gotta save
0: it for another one because no, I love it. Yeah, so we'll have other material. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, thank you. This has been super fun.
0: Okie doke. Well, until next time, peace and plants. Isn't she just the best? Obviously, I'm biased, but she is for sure one of my favorite people on the whole planet. And I really appreciate her coming on and chatting with me about all the fun stuff that I'm passionate about. And perhaps you are too, if you're listening. So I think the main takeaway for me, for that conversation is, you know, the impact of food and healing, which many of us who are listening probably already know this, but I think listening to more stories about it, just, it just, not just solidifies it, but Makes it even more impressive. And, you know, a lot of us know people, either we have had profound effects of, you know, food and changing our diet or getting rid of certain things and taking or putting new things in and all of this, these kind of, you know, avenues of, trying to get to the root cause, which is always what it should be, right, is let's get to the root cause of the problem. Why is this happening? And this could go for all things, not just the health of our body. But I mean, we were talking about social issues and getting to the root cause of people's loneliness and their depression. I mean, there's a lot of factors that go in and it's not always, you know, just what we're eating, but it can also be, you know, how we're socializing, how we're not socializing. (laughs) Um, So I think just, Try to be more conscious and be more caring, loving, all these things. And I think perhaps maybe we can heal the world. (laughs) So as always, thank you so much for listening. If you have been enjoying these podcasts, please be sure to like, subscribe, share, all those things. And if you're listening to it on your phone, maybe share it on social media, share it on your story on Instagram if you're enjoying it and getting some new information and having a good time. So that would be really awesome. You can also go to my website, therefinedtabby.com and leave me a tip. This is through tippalink.com, which I have talked about before. It's a platform made for content creators, pretty much anyone creating content on the internet, you can use this as a way to get tips. So your supporters or those who like the work that you're doing can tip you as little or as much as they want, whenever they want. So as opposed to having a subscription it's just kind of, yeah, maybe they're feeling good. Maybe you're feeling good. You want to tip $3, whatever. It just helps any of us who are out there creating, you know, music, art, podcast, uh, recipes, all those things. It just helps us, you know, so we can continue doing what we love. So I appreciate it. I appreciate you. You're a beautiful person. And until next time, peace and plants.